praise is holy an everlasting thing. I love David. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. See, there's two sides to every coin. You can't know him. You cannot know him as Jehovah Jireh unless you've been in hunger. Can I get a witness? You got you to gotta go through one thing to be introduced to another. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? You, you cannot know him as comforter unless you've been depressed. Can I get a witness? You, you just, you, you got to go through some depression before you know him as comforter. Praise God. You cannot know him as protector unless somebody's hunting you down. Can I get a witness? So God allows us to go through life's experiences. Listen, to introduce himself as the one who is capable of blessing us. Amen? Bless his name. I want you to turn to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, and I want to look at verse 24 to uh, 29 real quickly. Colossians chapter 1, and I'm going to hopefully change up some of this. Colossians 1, 24 to 29. Colossians after Philippians. It's a prison epistle. Paul was in prison when he wrote it. Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh. Now pay attention to the word for. For his body's sake, which is the church, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you. Fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which hath been hid from the ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man mature, teleos is the Greek word, perfect, in Christ Jesus, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Mm. Now, this morning we're talking about, around the subject of commitment. The glue that glorifies God. Commitment. Commitment. Today, in this generation, commitment is a curse word. Commitment. Hmm. The greatest glimpse of maturity and stability, diligence and dedication of selflessness and sacrifice are the saints of God who are fully committed to the causes of Christ. I, I want to, it, 
it helps us to understand that this commitment that Paul is talking about means you cannot attain this type of commitment until you sell out. If any man would come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Putting your hands to the plow and not looking back. For me to live is Christ. And if I die, it's gain. Hmm. What a, what a what a mindset. And and see all that's predicated on principles of seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then everything else will be added unto you. That God has a priority that when he's first then you're first. That, that, that when we look at this commitment, it requires a wisdom and a work, a willingness to operate in and even through opposition, a faithfulness in the face of our fears and feelings and fractures. You can't trust your feelings. Because what you feel is not always spiritually legitimate. Can I get a witness? I don't. I don't feel like the Lord. That's that's the first problem. Uh, Amen. Um, Our feelings are not reliable. I can feel loved this morning and unloved tomorrow morning. I can. I can feel like somebody appreciates me today and don't appreciate me tomorrow. And everybody feel feelings just keep going like that. And 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 the Bible says we 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 gotta walk by faith. We gotta walk by faith. We gotta we gotta live by faith. And if and if I got a running definition for faith, faith is the substance. In other words, faith has substance. Yeah, it's not it's not hypothetical. The substance of faith are things we're hoping for. But we don't see. But listen, our hope is so strong, we do see it. We see it with the invisible eye and not the visible eye. Ah, we, for it have not yet appeared. What? First Corinthians chapter 2. That, that, that God, God continually gives us this inward innate commitment towards him like salmon who uh, by nature are committed to swim back against Lord have mercy uh, the opposition of strong waters um, risking being eaten by bears and they, they don't care. They just constantly go back to their place of birth to spawn. And if you think about what they swim back against, it's, it's, it's major friction and opposition. 
but they, but they, but they are predetermined. Do I have a witness to, to get back to where they were? Now, now our operative word, and I've been dealing with alliteration of C's. So good to see Dr. Bettner, my friend, my counselor. We, we've been dealing with C's. We, we, we began with the first C of, yeah, connection. John 15, I am the true vine, you are the branches. In John 15, there's no unbelievers and there's all believers. And uh, amen, abide in me, remain in this vine and you will bear fruit. And, and once you start bearing fruit, the vine dresser comes along and starts pruning you. He starts cutting on you so you, and what he's cutting off are dead branches. Uh, amen. We all got dead branches up in here. Can I get a witness? He's cutting off the dead branches so you and I can bear more fruit. Can I get a witness? So we dealt with that connection and then we moved to continuance. The, the sea of continuance was in spite of your feelings and the fights, continue on. Like that ever-ready battery, yeah, you keep going on and on and on, or, or like that Timex watch, you take a look and it keep on ticking. You, you got to have a made-up mind that you're going all the way. You can't walk up in here if the music's good, you're committed to Christ, if, if the sermon hits you, then you're running the Lord. No, 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 you got to have a made-up mind that if the music is terrible and the preaching is terrible and the lights go out in the church, I'm already persuaded. I'm already persuaded, Doc, that neither death nor life nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor any other thing shall separate me from the love of God that's in Christ. See, you got to talk to yourself. You, you got to preach to yourself. You got to encourage yourself in the Lord. Let me come to church waiting for pastor to do it. Pastor might come in here bow down. Can I get a witness? Fact of the matter is, I know that I know that I know that I know that I know. I know. And we know that all things are working together for the good. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so we dealt with continuance. And then we moved last week to camouflaging our internal conflict. So last week, you couldn't look around at anybody because all of us got a whole lot of camouflaging of our internal conflict. We got some stuff up in here with us. Yeah. We talk a good game. You know, when we want to be spiritual, so how you doing? Well, praise ye him. The Lord is able. But you ain't even talking to your husband. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and you rolling your eyes at your wife. What kind of mess is that? You, you, you know, the fact of the matter is we're camouflaging a lot of internal conflict. And last week, like Adam and Eve, when they sinned, when they dropped the ball, guilt set in. Come on now. They were naked and they knew it. They made fig leaves, remember that? And they hid themselves, remember that? Nowhere in, listen, Thank you, guys. Nowhere in Genesis 3 is there any form of confession. All they did was blame each other. Hmm. And, I, you know, you, you, know, you got to love Adam. Adam told God, the woman you gave me made me do it. How many of y'all blamed your wife to God for something? Come on. And, oh, is this it? Oh, we got a great church. You liars. We, 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 we blame. We put our stuff on others. See, that's what victims do. You, you know why I'm not where I should be? A pastor. 
You know, don't blame this stuff on me. Help me, Holy Ghost. And then we moved to Psalm 51, and David, all he did was blame himself. My iniquity, my trespasses, my sins, my rebellion, my defiance, and me missing the mark is all on me. And all my sin is against you, God, created me a clean heart. He came clean. Didn't he come clean? And renew a right spirit within me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And we still camouflaging our stuff. Got mommy da issues, daddy issues. And, you know, we said it last week. You know, you saw your daddy come home and mistreat your mommy. Where my food? And slamming stuff down. And now, 30 years later, you know, now, now you married to a saved man, your husband. Did you cook? No, I ain't cooking. Because you're still trying to get back at your daddy. You know what I mean? Come on now. Daddy dead and gone. We got daddy issues. We got mommy issues. Thank you, Jesus. Ain't no woman controlling me. Because your mother controlled the house. So you resented it. Don't get quiet up in here. I'm giving you some therapy. I, li li listen, everything we're struggling with goes back into history. Everything we're struggling with goes back into a historical context. You, and and that's why we can't blame each other. You understand? Sister Gore was messed up before she met me. And I love her, but praise God. Putting all this stuff my way. I didn't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm not guilty. <laughs> I want you to know uh, Jeannie was amening against me this morning, but that's okay. Praise the Lord. But, but, but check it out. Check it out. So our operative word today is commitment. What are you really committed to? And why are you committed? That when I look at this word commit commitment, and I want to say this as 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 expeditiously as possible, is that when we look at these strong meanings in the Greek, the word commitment comes from a Greek word ergazomai, which means to work. So if I'm committed, I'm working. I'm not sleeping. I'm not sitting still. Uh, it also means listen. Prasso is another synonym. It means to it means to practice something. Pareo means to labor towards something. Pestuo means to entrust something. Didomai means to give something. Paratheiki means to place a deposit. And when you begin to look at all of these words together, commitment means to work, practice, labor, entrust, give, a deposit, and this entrustment is extended in three areas, to our faith, to our families, and to the fellowship. That when we start talking about commit, commitment, and let me, let me, let me say this, um, <clears throat> immature people cannot commit. And that's why I, I, I oftentimes say this. That uh, when you go to get married, um, yeah, one of the things that we ought to be looking for is not only you being saved in Christ, but how mature are you to handle vicissitudes? Are y'all getting this? Because they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. Changes are coming. Adversity is coming. Disagreements are coming. Can I get a witness? Feelings get doused. 
Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so one, one of the things I want to do this Sunday and, and, and do it as, as quickly as possible is, first of all, we see a commitment of faithfulness to our faith. Now, the key word here, and I'm, I'm going to give you scripture in a minute, is stewardship. What is stewardship? Glad you asked. The Greek word is okonomis. Oka means a house, and nomis, or nemos in the Greek means to arrange. That God entrusts to us the management of his resources. We own nothing. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and all that dwells therein. Are you with me? This, 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 this manager is that God has entrusted to us, amen, a whole lot of things, and God has put placed principles through his word of how he wants us to handle his business. Oh, we're getting tied up in here now, Doc. Uh, hold your finger there. Go back to Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16. I'm going to do this as expeditiously as possible. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke chapter 16. I don't have no pages. Get off them phones. Luke chapter 16. Amen. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 16. And um, check out what uh, is in this chapter. Now, in verse 1, are you with me? Yeah. And he said unto his disciples, there was a certain rich man who had a steward, stewardship, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. So right away, in the stewardship, Okonomus, God is asking us to manage his house, his resources, his possessions. And the chief manager had the, uh, amen, the obligation of distribution Amen. And, and uh, all the household possessions. And this manager had to fully, listen, he had to fully transact all business, amen, in his master's name. So in, 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 in verse 1, amen, we, we, we begin to see this matter of um, the account and then the accountabilities in verse 2. And he called him and said unto him, how is it? that I hear this of thee, give an account of thy what? Stewardship. And then, hang in there with me, in verse 3 and 4, praise Jesus, is, amen, the application. And then, I'm, I'm, I'm moving, you can read when you get home, in verse 10 and 11 is the approval. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. That means God gives you a little to manage, when you're faithful with that, he gives you more. Can I get a witness? Hanging there with pastor. I'm trying, to, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get you to see something here. And then, praise the name of Jesus, in verse 13, amen, God begins, no servant can serve two masters. And so God gives us this uh, 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 major text on uh, the managing of God's resources. By his grace. By his grace. Now, now, now I'm, I'm, I'm not, amen, I'm, I'm going to go into a little bit of what I said this morning, that God is so great that he prepares us for managing his stuff. 
Amen. Praise God. I, I, was, I was sharing some parts of my life, and I, it, wasn't, it wasn't bragging. It was just letting you know that God had his hand on me long before I was saved. Are y'all getting this? And, and I was telling them about my seven years in the military. I, you know, during Vietnam, I did top-secret work. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't guarding no barracks. I wasn't watching no pots in no kitchen. I was, I was doing top-secret work. We were watching in 1970 and 71 while some of y'all was getting high. We was watching the Russians and the Chinese. Yeah. Had a top secret restricted clearance, the highest clearance in the country. God was instilling in me a sense of management. And I'm a patriot. I love my country. Amen. And, 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 and child of God, then, then, then I, you know, got transferred I, in the government 17 years and uh, governmental accounting. I, I had a $6 million budget every year, Northeast Coast. I had to make sure that the agencies were, 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 were uh, you know, taken care of, that equipment was ordered, that invoices were reviewed, da 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 da, da. I did that for two years. Then governmental account, I mean, uh, contracts. All that went into play. And listen, 1974, when I discharged, they offered me close to $30,000 to stay four more years. What a promotion. We're going to give you almost $30,000 in 1974. That's a lot of money in 1974. To stay four more years with a promotion to staff sergeant and tech sergeant, master sergeant was almost inevitable. And I said, no, I got out. That, that's, that's where I came from. Little did I know, Bruce, that God had something else in mind. Amen. Even me coming out of this stuff, God had something else in mind. So right now, you know, I'm, 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 I'm loving, but I'm firm. I'm going on 29 years here. I know what I'm doing. And I'm talking to the new members. I ain't trying to convert no old members. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm By the grace of God, I know what I'm doing. What do you mean? Well, we went for $15 million complex down to six. We're going to be debt free. Got buses, got van, two new vans right outside. Go look at them. They say St. Matthew's Baptist Church. The Lord is good. Can I get a witness? So you don't need to join this church 10 years ago and sit there with this pastor and know what he's doing. No, I was doing this when you weren't even saved. 29 years. In fact, I was pastoring before I got married. 29 years in April. I'm 28 years in marriage. So Sister Gordon didn't marry a computer specialist. She married a pastor. Ah. So I had to tell my wife, I can't go to clubs no more. I got to, I got to live this thing right. Only me, right? Only me. We love you. We love you. No, that's a righteous, godly woman. Praise God. But, but, but check it out. Check it out. Well, what, are you, what, are you, what are you saying? That um, my stewardship is managing all these resources for God. Not stealing money. We got, we got integrity and character here. We don't, we don't allow stuff like that here. Can I get a witness? We are about managing not 200 members, 12,000. TV radio ministry that into millions of homes. 
We're managing for God. And, and child of God, uh, being a manager for God means that if I'm faithful to the Lord over what he has placed in my hand, not only will he give more, he's going to bless me and bless my family for my faithfulness. Are y'all getting this? Every, every time y'all sing, there are people in this choir don't show up for choir verse. Ain't nothing stupid about me. See them once a year, Christmas, they want to sing. I ain't fun with that. You know, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, as you are faithful, I got ministers up here that are faithful. I got some I got to keep calling. Where are you? Come out, come out, wherever you are. We got faithful folk here. And, 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 and so the principle is, listen, the principle is God has entrusted something to you that belongs to him. Now, let, let me throw it out. Your children don't belong to you. Your children belong to God. And how you manage them, oh, I'm preaching now, Doc. God's got something to say about it. Don't provoke your children to anger, Ephesians 6. Yeah, it's in the Bible. And, 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 and so we are, we are stewards. We are accountable. Listen to this. We are accountable as managers. We're managing for God. So when, so when, so when Jesus comes back in the parousia, in the rapture, and says, Raymond Gordon, front and center, I want to... I want to talk about your management to St. Matthew's. Amen? It ain't going to be perfect, but I'm praying that Jesus will say, well done. And then he's going to say, oh, no, you're not finished. Now let's talk about your family. All right. I'm, I'm going to get to that in a minute. All right. Now let's talk about the fellowship. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now let's talk about your body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Now let's talk about your mouth. I'm in trouble. Now, right, now, 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 let's talk about your sarcasm. I'm in trouble. Now, let's talk about Jesus. He's going to, he, he, he is going to require a stewardship. Look, 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 look. Time. Mm, treasures and what? Talents. I entrusted to you three spiritual gifts. You didn't use any of them. So I took them. All your money came from me. But you didn't manage it well. Hmm. I went in the store uh, yesterday, girl. I said, would you like to apply for a ch uh, charge card? I said, I don't want no more charge cards. I don't want the, the, the fact of the matter is, we're going to give them account. And then it's the ministry, 1 Timothy 1, 2 to, to 1, 12. Just write it down. Jesus Christ counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. This is what Paul is saying to Timothy. Timothy, don't be timid. I know your personality. Your mother and your grandmother, Lois and Eunice, place faith. Oh, man, this thing is so heavy. They place faith in you. All right. 
and now stir up the gifts that they placed in you. Stir it up, boy. You're too laid back. Stir it up. Get excited. Get some passion. And don't be scared because you're a little scared, young man, for God have not given us the spirit of timidity, of fear, but of power and of, come on now, and of a disciplined mind. Do you know what? True ministry, you don't get anything out of but joy to see others grow. Are y'all getting this? There's a bunch of people. We got five payrolls here. There's a bunch of people getting paid. You say, boy, they favor. They ain't favor. They're getting paid. Don't, don't, don't get me started up in here. Right. They're getting a paycheck. That ain't faithfulness. You might call it that ain't faithfulness. There's people that show up for ministry, they ain't getting a dime. But they give their time, their talents, and their treasures. Are y'all getting this? Don't, don't mix the two up. The fact of the matter is, is that when you look at this text, amen, Paul is talking to Timothy about the ministry. You got to be faithful. You got to fight. You got to be fueled by the Holy Spirit. First Timothy 4.12. He, you ought to be an example in word. Now, let me, let me stop. Word, conduct, love, faith, and purity. Somebody in this congregation said, I laid with him and was on the beach. You might have been next to me in Wildwood. You alive from the pit. Ain't nothing happening. I ain't fooling with that. You cannot, you cannot do faithful ministry to the Lord and you filling your needs in the process. That ain't working, dog. They're getting quiet again. Then there's the motivation of fleeing, fighting, fortitude. See, all this comes into play with Paul talking to Timothy because the ministry demands take heed to yourself, then to the flock of God. God ain't telling you to look over the flock and your life all messed up. And I, and I said it last Wednesday. I was doing ministry before I got called to this church. Yeah. The, the fact of the matter is, is that this thing is a stewardship of management, a stewardship to ministry. Hmm. And then a, a stewardship of motivation. Well, I want to I wanna donate some of my time back to the Lord. I want to I wanna, I, I do this for Christ. Let, let me tell you, that goes a long way. Pastor, how can I help out? How can I help out? How can I help out? Goes a long way. I, I was blessed by God through Philadelphia Biblical University, Philadelphia College Bible, to receive an honorary doctorate in, 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 uh, in sacred theology. Sacred theology is the highest theological degree you can get. Board of trustees watch me on TV. They said, you want us. Then they asked me to speak at the, gra at, at, at the graduation services. You getting prime rib here. You ain't getting no faulty doctrine. You getting prime rib with meat on it. With meat on it. You understand? And, 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 and the fact of the matter is, 
This is all of God. The fact of the matter is there is a faithfulness to, to our faith, our stewardship. Amen. And we got brilliant people behind me. Degree, they know the word, they preach the word, they teach the word, they do a great job in discipleship and everything else. But 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 we we got we gotta have a commitment to listen to the faith which includes management, ministry, and motivation. Mm. You gotta do it. That's what separates the men from the boys. Work work practice, entrustment, getting this stuff done in the name of Jesus. And when you go home and read the scriptures I gave you first, uh, Timothy, and, and the ones I gave you in Colossians, Paul says, Lord, you counted me faithful by putting me into the ministry. See, this stuff is from God. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so our, our commitments uh, is managing his resources. Everything here belongs to Jesus. The congregation belongs to Jesus. That's why they call the pastor the under-shepherd. He's the shepherd. Are, are y'all getting this? We are the under-shepherd. We're under Christ. We're under-shepherd. Feed, lead, and oversee. Disciple. We're the under-shepherd. Praise God. And, 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 and so there's a commitment of faithfulness, yeah, in our faith. But secondly, there's a commitment of faithfulness to our families. Now, this is not stewardship. This is sacrifice. Ah, oh, it's going to get hot now, God. Um, uh, I saw a documentary of uh, Whoopi Goldberg. And uh, my wife complimented her because in this documentary on TV, the lady asked her, said, why is it that you have not and don't want to be married? She said, because marriage is give and take. And I don't want to give and take. And we said, boy, you got to applaud her. She says, so I went out and bought a cat. <laughs> and my cat keeps quiet. I don't have to give and take with my cat. I can pet her or him and kiss him or whatever I want to do, but uh, this, uh, this cat is no problem. I don't have to give and take. Some of y'all looking up at me, you need to go get a cat. You don't need to be married. You, you don't want to give and take. Ma marriage! Lord have mercy. It was a book out, Marriage Will Make You Holy, Not Happy. You be praying so much, you become just like Jesus. <laughs> and, then, and then we let TV mess us all up, don't we? Come on now, don't we let TV mess us up? Don't, don't, it, don't it even looks like that they having fun? Don't it looks like all their needs are being met? Y'all can say Amen. It's a lie. There's sacrifice, service, and submission. Now, I'm, I'm going to break this down to three areas. Genesis 2 is the family unit. That marriage, according to God's word, which is the authority, is between a man and a woman. 
Oh, y'all can get quiet all you want. All you want. All you want. Keep getting quiet. Ah, God put Adam to sleep, didn't he? And he took a rib and made the woman. God made her. Can I get a witness? And what God made, she was fine. Because when Adam woke up, what he said in the Hebrew was, wow. But that wow was lost. A little later on, don't when we get married, isn't there a few moments of wow? You know, when you when you getting fitted for the dress and getting your tux and you come up the aisle, and say, oh, it's my big it's my big moment. <laughs> and then it looks like everything just goes. I mean. Had a couple of my study brews here. I said, well, why do y'all want to go? Oh, we're in love. I said, give me six months with these people. <laughs> um, my God. A family unit between a man and a woman. Yeah, gamos is the Greek word for marriage. It is first a companionship. Now, now let me stop and give specificity here. God intended your mate to be your closest companion. That's not always the case. We squeeze others in. Now, y'all might get upset with this, but according to God's word, your children are not even supposed to be. That's kind of loud, brother. That's kind of loud. You, you, got, you got issues over there? You, you, you know, you're <laughs> <laughs> oh. hey, 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 look, hey, Marcus, we all go through this, man. We all go through this. We all go through this. Yeah, we all go through this. Sometimes my wife say Ray, and I say yeah. She said I didn't say Raymond. <laughs> that, mean, that means bug off. I ain't talking to you. But, 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 but the fact of the matter is, it's tight. There's a companionship that's supposed to exist, and because we got these camouflaging hurts and these historical issues that were never dissolved, we can only come so close. Boy, that's a whole nother sermon. We're, 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 we're too afraid to be naked and not ashamed. The word naked denotes we cannot let down all them strongholds. We can't let down all that stuff that protects us. And we stay together with, with partitions in the middle for years. I'm preaching up in this place now. From the pulpit to the door. We all do it. Well, I wish I could talk to my husband. Oh, really? You talk to everybody else. I wish I could talk to my wife. Because you and I are looking for excuses. We, we don't want to make the quantum leap and say, Satan, you're a liar in the name of Jesus. I, well, I, I don't just, I don't communicate that way. You know, all this stuff we keep coming up with are, are self-protective devices to defy the word of God. 
Yeah, I'm working it. I'm going to work it. It's, it's called companionship. And then secondly, there's a cooperation ought to be involved. And then third, it's a covenant. And the two shall become, shall is futuristically, right? The two shall become one. It's progressive. They, that, that oneness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, it takes work, it takes wisdom, it takes weighing through stuff. That's the family unit. So when society creates all of these different, uh, yeah, versions of marriage, this generation is getting confused. See, you guys my age, we ain't confused. We understand, because we came up at a time where, yeah, uh-huh. That's why I challenged the youth last week. Don't let nobody challenge your sexuality. You don't have no options about your sexuality. You are a woman, you're a woman. You're a man, you're a man. In the name of Jesus. And we don't hate people. We're not against people. We're just telling you what thus saith the Lord. The Bible is the authority. Not CNN, not some talk talk show. The Bible is there. What does God say? A man should leave his mother and father. For you babies still at home at 55. And cleave unto his wife. Be glued to your wife. It's in the Bible. I left home at 17. I had to. The draft was on. It was in the 60s. I, I, you know. But that ain't the only reason I left at 17. My mother and father had too many rules. I had to get out of there. Yeah. I brought one girl in that house after I was in the military coming home. And that's when micro minis was out. She came in the house with a micro mini. My mother said, where you going with that? I said, that's it, no more. I ain't, I ain't bringing no more up in there. I mean, listen, man, they get with you. When they get with you, they get with you. Dr. E.V. Hill told a story. He's going on with the Lord. He said his daughter brought a young man home, and Dr. E.V. Hill, prolific preacher, went to the door and looked at the young man and said, you ain't seeing my daughter. And she said, Daddy, he said, no. I will pick your husband. You ain't saying. And I mean, he, he told us, I said, woo. And his, his daughter got up behind him and testified. It was the best move he could ever make. Now, we ain't trying that up in here, are we? <laughs> Hello. Misery loves company. But look at this. Look at it. Check this out. But, but, but the family unit, this stuff got to be preached, Doc. This stuff got to be preached. And then, and then the family unity begins with respect. In, in fact, when you go back to Ephesians, it says, wives, submit, hupotasso is the Greek word, submit yourselves to your husband. The synonym for submit is respect. Respect your husband. Ah, he ain't worth respecting. That ain't what God said. You ain't worth saving either, but he saved you. Can I get a witness? He gave a declarative thought 
because God knows all the nuances. God knows all the entanglements. God knows all. See, here's the thing. If you respect a man, the man will, listen, submit back to you. When you don't respect the man, he ain't giving in till he gets some respect. Oh, this thing is tight. <laughs> Respond in love. Kill him softly. Baby, are you ready to eat? Kill him softly. Hi, darling, I'm home. Kill him softly. Good morning. <laughs> Grunting all over the place. So every time we do something, God, God is just, God is just, gotta be kidding. And 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 here's some steps. We ought to identify your 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 strengths and weaknesses in a relationship. You ought to identify certain things. Sister Gordon is really wise and she's godly. She's super intelligent, and, I, and I, I, I respect that. Amen. She's smarter than me. She is. She's smarter than me. She is. She's smarter than me. Is this on? Psych. <laughs> but, but no, no, she's, no, really, she's smarter than me. You know, and, and, and uh, <laughs> yes, she is. Yes, she is. And, 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 and so... I got to learn to let this manhood thing go and learn to listen and learn. Come on now. Can I get a witness? You know, you know, you know, you know uh, she, you know, graduated graduate school with like all A's, B's. You know, I came out and, you know, I'm a BC student. When I was undergrad, I went to the, I went to the registrar. I said, what I need to graduate? He said, two, five. I said, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> that's it. That's it, doc. I ain't giving no more. That's it. I, you know, I'm going to give you what you need. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, I'm embarrassed, Bruce. But it's the truth. Praise God. Uh, so so the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that we, we ought to uh, intercede for one another in prayer. How many of y'all pray for your wives and pray for your husbands? Is that? Come on, put your hand on. You scared? Intercede for them. And don't, and, don't, and don't tell the Lord what to do. And don't cry out to the Lord, you know what I'm dealing with. I, that, ain't, that ain't prayer. That ain't prayer. What kind of mess is that? Oh, here, here, here's a big one. Invite constructive criticism. Only mature people can deal with that. Now, don't, now when I say constructive, don't be tearing them down. Constructive criticism. And then be able to get constructive criticism. Do you hear this? Um, can you share with me two or three things that uh, are just constructive criticism? And hopefully, I'll, let's pray about it. And, you know, some, see, some mates go like this. When you say that, nah, I'll give you about 20. 
Mm. The family unity is predicated on respect, how we respond, amen, how, how we relate to one another. I'm talking about relational. Can I get a witness? And, and, and typically, if we're not taught this from the pulpit, it doesn't happen. Because everything in society is anti-Christ, post-Christian mortem, right? Anti-Christ, and what, ex what makes those TV programs exciting is that they're going to hell. That's what makes them exciting to us. I, and, and in fact, you know, if we're going to have a family unity, we, we, we need to kind of pucker down and say, listen, Lord, I, I need to start out with respect. I need to respond in love. I, uh, you, know, you, know, you know, we need to identify our strengths and weaknesses. I don't need to try to control this all the time. I don't need to be nitpicky. I don't need to throw the pass up in my mate's face. Yeah, they made a mistake. So did you. So did you. Are you kidding me? Look at the final thing here on the family, our family union. We've got to adjust our feelings and our expectations. Because, well, you know, I just want to be happy. You know, that's overrated. What does happiness mean? It's all circumstances. And God says, I don't want you to be happy. I want you to be joyful. In this world, you're going to have trials and tribulations. But be of good cheer. I've overcome what? The world. I want you to have a stability about you that is predicated on your relationship with me. Not on changing circumstances. Sometimes up, sometimes down. Adjust. Unmask your fears and fractures. Be honest. I love transparent people. Man, you, you become transparent. I just worship at your feet. I love transparent people because transparent people is, listen, they are indicative that through the power of the Holy Spirit, they have, they have searched things out or the Lord has searched them out and exposed it to them. Here's what God does. He pulls it out and shows it to you. Once he shows it to you, then he starts healing it. He'll never heal the hidden without you knowing about it. Y'all ain't getting that. That's major. That's major. Lord, heal me. Okay, I'm going to heal you. I'm going to show you all the junk that is residing in you and what fractures it's causing in your family and what mess is causing that. And, 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 and so, child of God, this, this matter of the family union, and be realistic about your future. Just, just, it's just us coming together relationally saying, you know what? I got to change the way I uh, relate to my mate because I came out of a broken home. I came out of a, a, a father that was a drunk or drug addict or whatever. I came out of a mother that was a prostitute. You got to compensate for that history. You got to somehow, somehow, you got to, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you have to, amen, make a quantum leap in order to reserve and, and protect that particular relationship. Do I have a witness? You, you, you know, we talk about the family, or, or, or maybe you just need to go buy a cat. A amen. Praise the Lord. And just, just go on and buy a cat and, 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 and get it over with. You, you, you know, just, 
you know, walk in the house and go, pss, 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 and they come, they come walking to you, and, and maybe, maybe there ain't no give and take in that. Maybe, maybe that's what you need. It's work. Relationships are work. A lot of work. With all of us. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to have happy families, and I always tell this generation, especially when I'm talking to people 18 to 35, my chosen people, because there's other issues here. You want privilege, but you don't want responsibility. That's problematic. With privilege comes responsibility. You can't have everything your way. I don't care what Jay-Z and them are saying. You can't have everything your way. Can I get, you can, uh, uh, here, 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 here. Repeat after pastor. I cannot have everything my way. You can't do it. Everybody's not going to agree with you. Everybody's not going to side with you. Everybody's not going to see it your way. Well, pastor, this age group says they would like this. I said, okay, I'll see what I can do. Now, let me tell this age group what I want. Then, then we start having problems. Well, you know, I, uh-uh, we ain't going to grow up. Grow up. Excuse me, grow up. Grow up. You're acting like a child. When you grow up, you realize that everything's not going my way. I got to acquiesce. I got to make adjustments. I got to change some of the things that I want in order to fit this situation. Am I I preaching the truth? I don't care who you marry. I don't care who you marry. And that's the problem. We had parents and grandparents who had principles that are not being taught today. They had principles. And the church, if the church don't pick them up and teach them, the whole generation is lost. They had principles. Now, you know what? When I was coming up in church in the 50s, look, in the early 60s, I, I, I remember the mothers of the church. Look, them mothers would come up like, I, I, I watched them. They come up like they say, Baby, that dress is kind of short, isn't it? Baby, you in church. Baby, you in church. How, how many of you know what I'm talking about? I, I, I heard this. They didn't play. They, look, they were so holy. They were so in God's kingdom. They didn't care what you thought about them. They just had something to say. They go on and say it. And somebody in the church said, aren't you Rufy's son? I said, oh, God. God, 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 I'm in for it now. They dropped a dime on you, wouldn't they? You know, your son was kind of disrespectful to me near the bathroom. I, I te- he was. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> this old lady in South Philly used to just hang out the window. She always wore black. 
she'd look at everybody. She was kind of nasty. And we called her a witch. You know, she's just like a witch. She's like a witch. And one day she said, you know, I'm going to tell your mother. I said, oh, Lord, here we go. Here we go. Now, I know we don't live like that any longer. You know, um, that big black phone rang one day for my oldest brother. He, he was in junior high school. This sounds got true. The phone rang. My mother said, hello. Uh, your son is up here, and he's showing off something like that. My mother said, okay. And I watched her. She took a belt. She put it around her neck. She went up to the school. She opened the door and went right to a seat. In front of 55 students and then walked out and turned around and told them, my audience will get you hurt. Doc, they didn't play. They didn't play. And, and, and I'm not suggesting you do that today, but I am suggesting that the family must get back to certain principles. We've got to get back to the right kind of marriage, to how to raise kids. Come on now. To not be divided between mother and father in mentalities. We got to become one again. Let me, let me go on because I, yeah, that's fine. I'm for it. Finally. I, I told, I, I told, I'm, I'm getting out your way. In 1987, I came here. This young lady was a school teacher. She was like 35 years old. Beautiful young lady. Come to Bible study and everything. And one day I was sitting in my study. I lived in Philly. And she had a daughter about 16. She was a trick. And the mother came to my study and said, Pastor, I need to talk to you. I don't know where to go. She started crying. I said, what's wrong, babe? She said, me and my daughter was fighting. And I said, bring your daughter in here. Now, this is 87. We're sitting down in my study. I prayed. And I noticed she's sitting over in the corner smacking gum. <laughs> so I said, baby, did you hit your mother? Here's what she said to me. She hit me. I'm going to hit her back. And the mother just sat there. And Bruce, I don't know what happened inside of me, man. <laughs> And I told the mother, I said, baby, step out. I said, do I have your permission as her parent to do what the Lord leads me to do? <laughs> you got to put the Lord's name in it. She said, she was crying. She said, yes, pastor. I said, all right, baby. I shut the door. So her daughter's still sitting there showing her gum. I took my belt off. She said, what you doing? I said, I'm going to whip your behind. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm serious. I went over to her. She said, pastor, you don't understand. I said, let me tell you something. Your mother gave me permission. I ain't going to jail. And you still a minor. I'm getting ready to tear you a new one. And I mean, it was just a print. Then I thought back to my mother, and I started shaking. <laughs> so y'all understand what I'm saying. So if you got unruly kids, bring them to pastor, and we'll put oil on them. In the name of Jesus. But, but let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me let me close on this. Finally, we, we see a commitment to our fellowship, to our fellowship, to our fellowship. We're closing to our fellowship. Turn back to Colossians chapter 3. Come on now. 
So we can get out here. Uh, we, we got a commitment to the faith, that's stewardship. We got a commitment to the family, that's sacrifice. Can I get a witness? Or get a cat. And then we got a commitment, praise the Lord, amen, praise Jesus, to the fellowship. And this fellowship is the sanctification of God's people where there needs to be humility, help, and healing. Now, now here's what I want you to see in this text. Look at uh, Colossians 3.12. Are you with me? Put on, therefore, that means he's using a metaphor of getting dressed, as the elect of God, holy beloved, bowels of mercy. In other words, this is how God's people treat each other. Bowels of mercy, my Lord. Kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any have a Christ against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. I was, I was saying this morning, we had a national leader that fell in, in moral sin, and we were concerned about his church, uh, big church, and I got word yesterday because I called out there. One of my partners from St. Louis said the mothers of the church came together and said, uh, he's been our pastor. He got weak. We're going to cover him now. That's what church is supposed to do. Christians want to kill their wounded. Well, I saw, I saw, I started to use Reverend Green, but I see Sister Green. I, I who can I pick from this pulpit? No. Battle dance too much. I can't use him. I, I, saw, I, I saw Cleve drunk the other night. So, so look, look, look. Here, church folk. So, pastor, what are you going to do? What kind of mess is that? Conditional, be overtaken and a foul. Overtaken means something caught him up from the back. Yeah. Something caught him. You that are spiritual, restore. Lest you also. Uh-oh, you don't want to hear that part. In other words, your chance, your turn might come when you're overtaken by a fault. Do I have a witness? Never think you're too strong to fall. Never think you know too much to go down. Never think you talk too much or preach too much for the enemy to get the victory. That's a lie from the pit. All of us can go down. All of us can lose it. All of us can defect. But thanks be to God. Who gives us the victory? Doesn't he give us the victory? He gives us the victory. So when I feel like giving up, when I feel like packing up, when I feel like giving out, when I feel like doing something that's wrong, the Holy Ghost, the paracletos, the paraclete comes next to me. He's my helper. He's my healer. He's my hope. He gives me strength to tell Satan to take a hike. He gives me fortitude to take a licking and keep on ticking. He gives me power over my problems. Do I have a witness? No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. 
when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Can I get a witness? And we know that all things are working together for the good. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my strength. Can I get a witness? It's not you keeping yourself. You being kept by the power of God. Can I get a witness? Great is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Can I get a witness? I've been young. Now I'm old. I've never, never, never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Raymond, God, how did you make it all these years? The Lord. Can I get a witness? He'll pick you up. He'll turn you around. He'll place your feet on solid ground. Can I get a witness? He's able, 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 able. He's able. He's able. The faith, the family, the fellowship. Stewardship, sacrifice, sanctification. When it comes to this faith, you are stewards. Yeah. When it comes to the family, you got to sacrifice. When it comes to the fellowship, mm, you got to be sanctified. You got to help people out. You got to bring healing to them. You got to help them. This ain't about you and me. It's about him. Can I get a witness? You know where I get my joy from? I get my joy when I see others grow. I get my joy when I see that God has given you the victory when you've been struggling for years. I get the joy when you out there playing, amen, evangelists come on to our church and get the word of God. Now you're going to get somebody else. That's when I get joy. Can I get a witness? And somebody said, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we be? The Lord is good. Let's stand on our feet this morning. Praise his name. Praise his name. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here and you want to be saved, you want to give your life to Christ, you want to join the church, Jesus, Son of the living God, God the Son, died for your sins on the cross 2,000 years ago as a substitutionary offering. That's called redemption. You can ask him into your life right now, believing he died for your sins, was buried and rose again the third day with all power in his hand. If you want to be saved or join our church, raise your hand. Please come. Saved or want to join the church? Just raise your hand. Is there one? Is there one? You may be seated. In the back. Come on up, baby. Come on. Praise Jesus. Come on. We have four already. We have four. We have four. We have four. We have four. 
Praise Jesus. Come on. Anybody else? Balcony, come on down. Praise Jesus. Feel free to come on down. Hello. How are you? Right here. Is there another? Is there another? Praise God. Will you follow the minister, please? Thank you, Wayne. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Christ. Forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Prepare our hearts and minds for the symbolic taking of your body and blood called communion, this sacrament, one of two in the church. Oh God, for your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, in 1 Corinthians 11, it talks about in the night that he was betrayed, he took bread, broke it, and that he later passed the third cup, which became the communion cup. And here's what I want you to see. There's three things in that text. I want The key word is remembering. Amen. When we partake, we ought to be remembering something from the past. That's the fact that he died in my place. Yeah. He died on the cross for my sins. Then we ought to be looking at something in the present. We ought to be remembering him until he comes back in the rapture, the parousal. And third, we ought to be examining ourselves. You examine yourself so God won't have to examine you. You judge yourself, krino is the Greek word, so God won't have to judge you. Amen? And this communion, listen, this act of communion is only for the saved, or else you're eating and drinking more damnation to your soul. And this act of communion is as often as you do this, you are remembering it's a memorial to Jesus. Can I get a witness? So let's reach down and get your flask. Deacons are here to help. Thank you. Do it quietly. Pull out the wafer. Put it in your hand. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Y'all don't have to be traditional. Stand up here. You can, Neil. You can still sit down. Just, 